0: Good morning. It's Chad. It's and Larry. Larry and Dawn. And Dawn, yeah. The Palmetto Hello. Real Estate Pros, welcome in. We're talking real estate this morning, and uh, seems like what there's nothing to talk about, right?
1: Uh, not a thing. <laughs> Nothing's happening in the world of real estate, Chad.
0: That's right. So, uh, and uh, we, Dawn, we were talking about this last night a little bit. Larry, we were talking. You know, it's an interesting time to be a real estate investor. It's an interesting time to be a buyer or a seller. Um, You know, hey, we get to live in these times. You may not like it, but it is what it is. So we've got uh, all the things that you hear on the news.
2: What's Uh, not great about waking up in the summer in a bright sunny day and everything's green outside? And you know what I've done? Just not to cut you off, but I just did. I have stopped (laughs) reading the news. I have stopped watching the news. The only news I watch now or read now is the good news. The Good News Network, all of those things, man, because that other stuff, like if you read the news every day, you'd think the world was falling apart, but look outside. It's not. It's great.
1: sun still comes up every day.
2: Every day. Thank goodness for that. Yes.
1: In fact, uh, and uh, I didn't know if you just heard, Brian, the sun's going to be in triple digits here in South Carolina this coming week, maybe.
2: Lucky dogs. Yeah, it's just
1: wonderful <laughs> be a- over 100 degrees.
0: So we're we're in the south. Dawn, not so much. But, you know, you can tell us what's going on in Idaho while we work here in the hot summer heat and uh, getting into May, August, July, our favorite times of year. The air conditioners run 24-7. Yeah. But what we wanted to kind of talk about as we transition into the show today is kind of what, you know, the market. You well, know, you're going
1: to talk about one of the places out in where she lives, Jeff.
0: Well, we, we will mention that. Yeah. but. We're talking about the news. I mean, not really the news. We're talking about where you get your information and why you should maybe focus on the local area that you're in or that you want to be in more than listening to the national news because there's a lot they're going to tell you, a lot of reasons uh, why the news media will tell you, oh, it's a terrible time, it's a good time, and usually what I found, by the time they tell us it's a good time or a bad time, it's already too late it's changed yeah because we on the ground know what's going on and to a much greater degree than the person looking at a national report you know we we give you statistics and you know try to put some context into the the real estate market and hopefully with a local flair because that's where we're at dawn you're in idaho so you can kind of tell us what's going on there as well but Uh, You know, just listening to the news, you're going to be confused and probably just be paralyzed. You'll just do nothing.
1: Well, there's a lot of people that do nothing. Uh, That's the easier thing to do is nothing.
2: Well, change is painful. Change is hard. It takes courage. And therefore, you know, it it is easy to do nothing. But doing nothing doesn't really get you anywhere.
1: I, I spoke to a young lady yesterday. She's doing nothing and wants to know why everything doesn't change.
0: Well, and then, then nothing will change, right? Yeah. Do nothing, get nothing. So um, this just in: eighty percent of buyers believe it's a bad time to buy a property. A good That's time. crazy, <laughs> isn't it? Yeah. So it's interesting. You know, you hear these little reports, these snippets we get all the time, like, "Oh my gosh, what's going on?" But you know, it's it's a different time to buy a property. But here's the thing: if you believe it's a bad time to buy a property and you decide to wait. Uh, one of the things we're going to talk, talk about today is it may not be good to wait because uh, just because the, uh, it's high um, or higher than it normally is doesn't mean it's going to change tomorrow or the next day or three months from now. So uh, what we always tell folks, and um, Erica does this also, is look, if you're looking to buy or sell a property and you need to buy or sell a property, you need to work on that today. Because there's no guarantee tomorrow is going to be worse or better. We can look at the market right now, and I could probably give you some reasons why it might get go higher because of inventory and things. You know, when there's no supply, it drives up prices. And the supply is so low, and um, real estate is a fixed asset. Um, so it's, it's kind of like uh, it's not inflation-proof, but it's more of a hard asset that people are going to be drawn to more when uh, you're looking at, okay, where should I put my investments? Mm.
2: And well, most you,
1: young families, especially, will be moving in the summer rather than in the fall or the winter when they got kids in school. So there'll be more people looking to buy houses through the summer, I think.
2: And summer is traditionally more busy, but there's that saying, if you, for every child you want to put through college, you should own a house. So if you've got five kids, you should own five houses if you want to put them through college. And uh, that's because yes, they are a hard asset, uh, but there's something that appreciates over time, especially if you, you buy a house and your child is young, and you're selling it or renting it, um, you know, they're all, or property, it doesn't even have to be a house, but you, there are so many exit strategies and so many ways to make money in real estate. It's like, it's, it's mind-boggling.
0: That's right. And, um, you know, Dawn, I sent you an article as well that is that. from the Housing Wire, and it came out yesterday. And the title of the article is Housing Inventory is Still at Crisis Level. Um, so what this tells us is— What is a crisis? Well, but it means that there's, there's no inventory. That's and right. so as long as there's no inventory, people always need a place to stay. And so even if you're a renter, that doesn't solve your problems. I'm just going to rent. Well, that just means your rent's going up. Because as long as there's a housing shortage, it means that it's going to put a lot of pressure on the houses that are available, whether they be for rent or, or apartments or if shortage. they're for sale. And so this is the problem we're having. And what they were mentioning in the article is like in uh, San Francisco, for example, a $3 million house is selling in less than three months. Oh, well, it, which yeah. normally is six to eighteen months, and Dallas, Texas, no, or Austin, Texas. One is somewhere in Texas. Um, okay, so the houses are selling for two million dollars less than two months, which is unheard of. That's that's a crisis. <laughs> when it's
2: just a whole different market. I mean, not only they're selling that fast, but um, the the types of of repairs that they're doing. I mean, we've got it easy. I'm just gonna say that right now because in San Francisco. Uh, people actually do all of the repairs and any updates uh, before they put it on the market and they will take loans from the real estate company and this is a whole um like product it's a zero interest loan from the listing company to give the sellers the money to do all of the repairs and updates before it hits the market this is what's traditional there so you actually have to plan about three to six months ahead of time to sell your house if you want to sell it today well you got to do all these repairs first so we've got it easy but yeah those houses and they're still selling for hundreds of thousands and sometimes millions of dollars over asking price
0: that's right and so we've got about a minute before our break but as we get toward that minute what we were going to talk about a little bit too is is uh you know we know the statistics you've heard the news hopefully like you become more like dawn and us maybe just listen with uh one ear kind of right it's okay if you want to listen to the news but don't be um
1: completely moved to make your decisions by what you see on the news the national news, especially because it's 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 not a picture of the area in which you live. That's why you need a local real estate agent, a local pro, to help you adjust to your area.
0: Oh boy, I think I had a coffin fit. Sorry. Uh, a so, <laughs> Yes, I was about to lose it there. All right, so we're we're closing out this uh, this segment, but hang on, we want to talk about put add some context, some color into what's happening in this local market hang on, Palmetto Real Estate Pros will be right back. We're back. It's Chad, it's Larry, and Dawn with the Palmetto Real Estate Pros. Welcome back in. Remember, you can Join us live every Friday as you are now, hopefully from nine to 10, you can call us at 803-799-TALK, that's 799-8255, and go to our website, palmettorealestatepros.com to get the previous episodes, podcasts, etc. So we're talking about the housing market. We're talking about listening, who you listen to, to make decisions when entering the market and really, it's not just real estate; it's anything. Who should you listen to when you go to make decisions, especially you know major financial decisions in your life? I hope you're not turning on, you know, the local news or the the national news to get your cues of what to do with your money. Um, you need to find this stuff out yourself and work with a local expert in the area where you're going to be, you know, working, or someone who's been there, done that, you know, uh, someone that can help guide you. And this is why it's important to work with, you know, in real estate, especially, uh, an agent who can help you. Or if you're working with a investor, someone who's been there, done that, you know, we did a, um, uh, uh, signed a contract with a gentleman just this week. If you remember, Mr. Jordan, so is in our office and what he had mentioned, we were signing the paperwork and he said, you know, it's interesting. And they tell you this usually when they're signing, they wait until they're telling, <laughs> yeah. you know, you're get, getting their signing, but he said, uh. You know, I've talked to a lot of people, and you're the first person that signed anything with me. So a lot of people told me they wanted my house, they wanted to do this, they wanted to do that, but nobody would sign anything. And he said, so I figured I should go with you guys because y'all said, let's get the stuff signed. I mean, that seems normal, but, you know, you run into that a lot. People say a lot of things, but they're not doing anything.
1: Let's put it on paper.
0: And this is the point. You want to work with people who are doing things. And so... This is interesting because um, we've, we've got an article from Bankrate, and the title of the article is 2022 Summer Housing Market Predictions. Okay, so this is, this is great because it's like, okay, I want to know what to expect because they're going to predict things. Well, listen to this. This is what: Will the housing market stay hot? Now, this is hopefully something you guys, if you're listening out there, can take to heart, right? When you read articles, you need to listen to what they're saying. Because this is what it says. Prognosticators from the pros vary when it comes to forecasting the housing market. Oh, really? So
1: we're one of the pros.
0: Is that right? (laughs) They vary when making forecasts. Well, we know this. So this is what it says. Um, Market climate, uh, forecasting the market this summer. But many signs point to yes. So it sounds like they're saying yes, but they're saying we don't really know either. (laughs) That's right.
2: I tell you, if, if I could predict the future, I would be a billionaire. <laughs> Wouldn't
0: we all? And this is the point. Right. Nobody knows. Right. But we can look at the data, and this is what they're saying. They're saying, we're going to look at the data, and they're saying, we've looked at the data, and we don't see a crash coming. Yes, prices are high. Yes, we see inflation causing stuff happening in the market. Yes, we see inventories really low. So based on what we're seeing, this is what we expect. And so nobody knows so don't take your cues from someone who's writing an article that basically says here's what we say but it might not be that Mm -hmm. (laughs) this is an interesting article so uh,
2: you know i'm sorry go ahead
0: well i was just going to mention and dawn before um we'll pause this thought but i wanted to talk about migration patterns because this is what's huge with the with markets why some markets do well and some markets don't even when we're in a in a national average where things are booming, there are areas where things are not doing well. And the vice vice versa, that's true. And that, and when you're in a down market overall, there could be really hot areas that are doing exceptionally well. So we'll hold that thought. What were you going to say?
2: Well, um, I'd actually like to buy Flint, Michigan. <laughs> <laughs> There's just that. Um Anyway, so I hate to say it, but your uh, comment was so captivating, I completely forgot what I was going to say.
0: Well, that's perfect. So <laughs> you'll remember it later. Um, it might be when we're off the air. That's how it works, yeah. right? It'll be, damn that was it. it. Works. So yeah. this is this is kind of something uh, that I I looked up, and you know, when you look up stuff, you can find different statistics for different areas. But overall, this is pretty good. I mean, it and uh, it was migration patterns for 2022 to 2023. And this probably isn't shocking to a lot of folks, but I went through the top 15 areas that we're seeing a lot of migration coming into. And the reason I bring this up is because this is huge for, even if we're in a market that's down, if a place is growing, that creates demand. And so when a, when people are moving into areas, no matter what's happening nationally, there's going to be demand for housing in those certain areas. Right because you know and what what drives that migration it could be climate it could be uh, uh the housing cost jobs jobs are huge huge driver and if you're in an area where jobs are leaving then it don't matter what's happening nationally that place is going to die or it's going to be on the the descending end of of statistical information because people move to places where there's employment right. um so Um, but the first one this is interesting because i did not expect this one that in in this report that i was looking up the fastest growing areas of net migration myrtle beach south carolina is number one
2: number one i would have thought it would have been charleston
0: i know i mean so but this is this is nationally wow so number two lakeland florida number three this is we were talking about this This before the show Number three, check this out. Tell me what you noticed, Dawn, and our listeners. If you catch something, you don't have to be that bright either. So number two, Lakeland, Florida. Number three, Sarasota, Florida. Number four, Fort Myers, Florida. Uh, Dawn, this one's for you. Number five, Boise, Idaho. Number six, Ocala, Florida. Number seven, Port St. Lucie, Florida. Number eight, Daytona Beach, Florida. Do you notice a trend?
2: Everything, but everything... Is weather, warm weather, except Boise. I'm not sure about that one. But (laughs) Boise is beautiful. Actually, I was just in Boise uh this week, in fact. And something so interesting that I heard was um so Boise in Idaho, they're saying it's an inflated market here. It's an inflated market, it's you know, uh artificially inflated. But something that came out during that meeting was these people who are, and to your point, Chad, with these articles, these people who are saying that the market is inflated is looking at statistics that is months old, three to six months old. So they're looking at where the, uh, where the wages are versus housing prices and interest rates, and they're not actually taking into account today's market. They're looking at, at, at market that, you know, if we're doing comps, we're looking at houses that have sold in the last three to six months. And so that's what they're looking at too. They're looking at something that's past information and not current information.
0: That's right. That's why you need a local
2: expert to help you navigate the field.
0: Mm -hmm. And so, uh, one of the things that in, in this, uh, net migration that, that I noticed of the top 15 areas that have the highest net migration, Florida was 10. Of 15 that's incredible that you know there's some other things happening wow. in florida that really draw people there it's taxes there's no state income tax it's true and so like in our state and there's low a, housing
2: prices right
0: so in our state we have a seven percent income tax on a state on your income seven percent of whatever you make um i believe in uh california i think it's 13 percent in um,
2: Oregon, it's like thirty percent or thirty percent. Yeah, so I mean, I don't know, you've got it's that high, but you know, it's high.
0: Well, I, and I've seen that people in New York City, because you have the state, the city, and your national, you could be paying up to sixty percent taxes in, in certain areas in the country. And so, at some point, people look at that, especially when they're nearing retirement. They're like, you know what? I may be going to Florida because I I've got this money I'm spending yeah. when you're earning it. Maybe you can make it work, but as you retire, you're like, you know, we need to go to a place where we can keep more of our money. Yeah. So
2: Florida's nice and warm and cheap.
0: That's right. And so, um, just stay
1: away from the hurricanes.
0: Now we had a couple, um, so of the top 15, um, it's, uh, good news. So we've got South Carolina is in there again, Spartanburg, South Carolina.
2: Spartanburg is right outside Greenville and Greenville is nice. And I think that, you know, we were looking at before we came out here to Idaho, we were looking in Spartanburg. In fact, we had a, an offer in Spartanburg on a house before Dan got this job out here. And um, it's because Greenville houses, they're building out in Spartanburg. There's not a lot of building going on in Greenville and the houses are a little bit more pricey in Greenville. And quite honestly, a little bit older. That's so right. it makes and sense that Spartanburg, that suburb, is the one that's growing.
0: What is it, uh, 30 minutes from Greenville?
2: Mm, it's um, just like a suburb. I don't yeah, even think it's 30 minutes. It's like you cross the street. Right.
0: So, <laughs> yeah, you go straight across. I mean, so it's not far at all. So we've got that. And then um, there was Texas was in the mix there. But most of these Texas. were, were uh, Florida. I think number 22 was Charleston, South Carolina. So you, you were in the mix there, Dawn, when you said Charleston. It's a great area um, people are, are moving to as well. Um, and we're seeing this, that, that uh, there's people moving from the northern areas to come to the warmer client uh, climates and um, get out of those less, high, ex-
1: less, expensive, less expensive, homes expensive areas. Area. So they
0: can sell a house in uh, some of these other areas with uh, you know, much higher values, buy a house for cash, and have money left over in the bank after they buy a house for cash. So it works well.
2: That's one of those things with a lot of people that I help in South Carolina. You know, they're selling their house for cat in in California, and moving out there and having three hundred thousand dollars left over after buying a house that's twice as big as they had in California.
0: Right. I mean, it's incredible. You can have a lake house uh, at the Lake Murray or something uh, for what you would um, sell a single family. You know your 1, 15 1600 square foot house in some of these other areas and have money to buy a beautiful house on the lake. If you wanted to or buy something bigger in a in a neighborhood and, you know, be in the right where everything's at, all your grocery store everything. So, these are some of the things that this is why the local matters because all the other thing, uh, all the other things that you hear about, they they matter too, but the local is what really really is important. We only have 10 seconds as we come to a break, but hang on. We're going to continue this discussion of why you need to work local, why you need to look at local Palmetto real estate pros. will be back in a few. And We're back with Larry, Chad, and Dawn with the Palmetto Real Estate Pros. You can reach us at 799-TALK. That's 803-799-TALK.
2: Do you, call in with questions. Yes,
0: and um, we may have just answered all of the questions. I, I doubt that very seriously. but <laughs> Over the break. Yes, that's right. <laughs> over, the break, <laughs> over the break. We've solved it. So uh, we were talking about... Why about predictions and listening to the news and and, um, why you shouldn't make your business decisions based on news reports Uh, seems like a bad idea to me and why you should work locally with someone who knows the market that you're going to be in. And uh, this goes for us too, Don. I mean, we're not uh, we're not uh, completely tied to only working in South Carolina with real estate, especially as we look at some commercial real estate things out there. Right. We go to markets that are thriving. We go to markets where job growth is taking place. We go to markets where there's demand for the product that we are trying to to be get. And so uh, this is why you look at these trends. If you're going to be working outside of your local area, you look at the trends and see what's going on and say, you know what? I'm going to put the product where people want the product. You know, and uh, go where people are moving to, not where people are moving away from. Now, you can do deals in people in places where people are moving away from. You just have to buy it right. Make sure you're getting it really good. So, uh, you know, we just did a, um, not too long ago, a property in a very rural area. and uh, But we bought it super cheap. And somebody <laughs> bought it super cheap. Yep. So you know it's it works. Fix
1: it up and sell it for a lot more money,
0: right? But it's gonna be it's not gonna be what they could sell it for here. Right. And you hear people say things like, "Well, if I could just pick my house up and move it over there, it'd be worth X." Well, that's true.
2: I mean, you can. <laughs> but,
0: but... but how much is that gonna cost? So it's not there. We have to work with where it is at, not where we wished it would be. And um, this is why you know where you buy is so key. Where you want to focus your your energies and efforts, whether that's buying a house to live in it. And sometimes if you're going to live in a house, it's just a matter of it's close enough to where I want to work. I like where it's at, or it could be it's in a very rural area. There's no jobs. There's no nothing, but that's where I want to be. That's fine. Long as you know that going in,
1: (laughs) right? I want to be left alone.
2: I I really like what Erica said last week. I think it was Erica. Anyway, that um, interest rates are just going to go up. So if you're thinking that now is a bad time to buy because interest rates are so high, uh, you know, interest rates. First of all, they're not high. Uh-huh. <laughs> When's the last time they were at near zero? I, I don't. I think what well, was it, the '40s or something? So if you're going to wait a lifetime to for these interest rates to go back down to where they were, uh, that's not going to happen. Probably in our lifetime again. Now I can't predict the future, but um, we do know that the Fed is going to keep interest rates going up. So if you can afford to buy now don't wait because we don't want you to be priced out of the market like now is the time to take action
0: well it's it's interesting as well because if there is a recession you know which many people are predicting again it's predictions we don't know but if there's a recession the interest rate hikes will probably stop because they don't want to make it worse because what they're doing is trying to to you know tame inflation so if there's a recession, there's gonna be less spending which would tame inflation. So they've accomplished their goal. So it's almost a catch twenty two. We've got to continue raising rates, but we know if we raise them too high, it's gonna cause uh, you know, a halt to the real estate market or a very slimming it down. But that's what they want. They want to cool the market. And that's the problem. We never can completely figure okay how far do we cool it? Where do we where's that balance at? That's right. And so we were talking about before the break net migration where, where people were moving to and, you know, a lot of those areas in Florida. But there's also areas where they're shrinking markets. And, oh, um, no, Chad. I know. Don't, it's it's don't shocking, me isn't me. it? Yes, it's shocking. So, But here's some of the markets that are shrinking. Now, keep in mind when I mention some of these, these are huge markets. So they still have lots of people. So it's not like they're falling apart. It's just that there is a net migration exit, not increase right now. Now, that could change, but St. Louis, Missouri, Baltimore, Maryland.
1: St. Louis, that's Mr. Budweiser.
0: That's right. (laughs) Milwaukee, Buffalo, New York, Detroit, New York, New York, L.A., San Jose, Boston, San Francisco. These are areas where they've seen a net migration away and so why is that it could be i mean think about a crime
1: they're moving to florida um, yeah. it, right. the taxes
0: all the things we talked about before at some point people are like you know what i'm just not going to stay here
2: well uh, a huge part of it was uh when the pandemic hit and suddenly people f- realized they could work from home and they didn't have to pay those high housing uh prices the high market prices for rents or ownership that's when they started moving to myrtle beach to florida to um, you know that's when they started moving out of the cities and uh, I know that my friend who my accountability partner in fact i meet with her three times a week she's in San Francisco and she's in real estate and that's why I know so much about the San Francisco market but she was able at the beginning of the pandemic to find a really nice apartment in a really nice neighborhood for a thousand dollars cheaper than it would have been before the pandemic Mm -hmm. so she was lucky you know and she timed it right now those rents are back up But, yeah, lots of people moving out of those high-dollar areas because they can find nicer weather and affordable and work from home.
1: When we were out in Vegas a few weeks ago, we met a lot of people that do commercial, a little bit of everything, and I spoke to two people directly, and we're trying to work with one right now, that they were getting out of the California market and looking to come south. And uh, we've been looking for some properties for some of those. I think that's fine. And they're, they're going to stay
0: where they live. They're going to stay there. Yeah, they're going to stay there. But they're looking there. for investment properties in other areas where you can buy something, get more bang for your buck, basically. That's right. A lot more bang for your buck. Correct. Right. And so, yeah, we're seeing that. Uh, so pretty... they
1: want to invest in another area.
0: Right. And uh, so we're seeing this. This is kind of some of the things that we we come across. We've actually had people... Uh, from some of these areas, New York, and some of these other areas that have called us. I know, Dawn, you've had this happen too. Where it's interesting because they'll say something like, "You know, hey, we only got a couple seconds, but I'm looking, I'm looking for something um, in Myrtle Beach, in Charlotte, North Carolina, or Columbia." And you're like, "Wow!" So you've given me a big range there, and so, uh, but they don't know. They just know they want to come this way and so they're trying to figure it out so that's why you need someone local on the ground that can help you figure that out and uh, so if you're selling your house um, having someone who knows the market knows exactly what's going on in the market that you're in a market that's going up or if you're in a market that's you know hey we need to not be so aggressive right now because of whatever reason the the market where we're at we can't be like you know throw it out there at some crazy number
1: yeah and if you're if you're in a area that you don't know, like another state moving somewhere, don't use your local realtor to tell you what's happening. If you're living in New Jersey, what's happening in Minnesota. Get somebody in Minnesota that does that area to help you
2: well and if you want to you know take a stab at predicting the future and where you might want to invest later go to planning development meetings go to your city council meetings um, find out what they're talking about where that growth is coming i can tell you about multiple people Who invested? Like they knew that uh, they bought some land outside of Las Vegas because they knew that within the next ten years the freeway was going to be uh, creating an off-ramp right about that area. So they went and bought seven acres right off the freeway, anticipating a future value in a commercial development.
0: That's a great point, Don. Because you know it's not like uh, reading astrology or something you know, figuring out these things, because the governments, the, they're trying to push development in certain areas. And so they, they're not secret about that. They want people to, to uh, invest in these areas, these economic zones, uh, these different things that they, you know, hey, we want to build this corridor out and make it a business district or whatever. And so, uh, you know, we're not talking about, you know, having to read tea leaves. I mean, the, the signs are out there that you can read them. You don't have right. to get you
2: can you can go talk to people about it. So what's what's going on? Tell me pull out the maps, planning development person and show me where our city is going. Show me which direction. I mean, I could have bought so much land outside of Las Vegas because that place is just you know when i lived there i lived there for 11 years but that place every time i go there it, it, when i lived there if i went out of town for a month i'd come back and the city has expanded a mile in every direction i'm not even joking that is a real scenario suddenly more houses suddenly more strip malls so it's all in the P and D department it's not a secret
1: well we used to as an engineer i would go to different cities and things like i'd go to houston or dallas or uh st louis and everywhere i went if i saw a bunch of cranes i would go to those cities and talk to contractors that are building buildings because i knew they they were going to be involved and that's how we got business
2: yeah
0: that's a good good point point. and so we know looking at the data um what we or i guess the the planning and development those things are come what could be coming now anything can happen an economic downturn can pause put things on pause usually it comes back when the market comes back you know they want to pick up where they left off and so there's still opportunities out there where the market's going up or down there's always opportunities that you can take part of and um, one of the things that um, we only have a a minute or so here but um, what we'll look at on the other side of the break is who bought houses who has been the buyers and the sellers Um, so Don, I think you have that data as well so we'll kind of Look at this, because it's interesting. Who are the people that are buying houses? This is something that we need to know, because it's it's helpful for us in the industry to know who our clients are, who our future clients may be. Um, who are the – what do they want? And builders know this. They don't build something people don't want. You know, they don't build houses that are um, in – you know, like in the 70s style house where everything's put in a toilets
2: in a kitchen. <laughs> no, no,
0: people don't do that. Now, yeah. if we were in a culture where that was normal, you know, I guess they would do that. But thank goodness that's not normal. Ah, <laughs> so, the
2: world of Turkish toilets. <laughs> that's right. So
0: this is kind of, we, we need to know who our clients are. And this goes for you if you're a seller. You need to know who may be the person buying your house and what they expect. That's going to be really helpful if you get ready to do that. So or sell your property. So hang on, we'll be back in a few. the Palmetto Real Estate Pros with Dawn, with Larry, and with me, Chad. Well, hey, we're Chad. We're
1: back. You forgot yourself.
0: Yes, we're back. It's uh, Friday. It's 947, and it's a beautiful day, but in it's warm. It's it's in some places. It's 747
2: where I am. That's
0: right. So a <laughs> little different, depending on where you're at. So uh, welcome in, and uh, we're talking about pre- predictions, prognostications, who you should listen to, Why the market where you're at is always local. Um, You know, the national trends play into that, but it is a local deal.
2: Can I just want to say this real fast because that's what we're talking about today. But next week, you remember who we're going to be interviewing next week?
0: Go ahead and share that information with us. Man,
2: next week we have um, an interview with a 3D home building company. They build 3D houses. So... We've, uh, we're gathering our questions and and uh, looking at some statistics, and it is just so fascinating because home building prices right now are sky high. Uh, even though the cost of lumber is coming down, it's still about four times as much as it was pre-pandemic prices. And um, 3D building is not just one of the ways of the future, but it, it can cut your cost, building costs down by thirty percent. So that's who we're interviewing next week. Do tune in for that.
0: That would be Coming that would be fascinating. It'll be great yeah. because um, people ask this a lot. Now, how does that work? What does it look like? What how do they do that? House? What yeah. is that? So you all these questions we're going to try to address, and this will be great because this is a way. This is something in the future that's going to affect uh, you know building. You know At is,
2: pri- housing prices. Right. Yeah, yeah.
0: So go ahead, Don. I know we were going to talk before the break. Yeah. We were talking about um, who who's buys houses. houses. And yeah, this is something I'll, I'll let you discuss this a little bit, um, go through these numbers a little bit. But, you know, this is a question that you, everyone who's selling something, anything, houses, commercial, you have to ask this question. Who is my buyer? Who is the pe- person? Who is the company? Who is the individual? Whatever the case may be that might be the buyer because this is a you don't know the answer to that completely but you can kind of like you know based on where this is at based on what it looks like based on the age you can kind of have a good idea of who may be interested in your product and when we say product we're thinking of it kind of like you know when you go to walmart there's products and there's certain people that the manufacturer knows are going to buy that product this is the type of person this is our client you need to know the same thing when you're selling your real estate product so tell us about these numbers a little bit dawn
2: so at first glance what i find interesting about these numbers is um there are predictably about seven people buy and sell houses about every seven years on average and as i'm looking at these numbers that's actually what i'm seeing as a prediction there are seven tiers to this Um, lifestyle changes Are generally when people buy houses you get married you move out you buy a house so the 2% in 20 and these are 2021 statistics so we're looking you know back at last year 2022 isn't out yet but uh, 2% were the Gen Z 21 years and younger I know Uh, a friend of mine actually she's 21 and she just bought her first house and that she's in oregon and she's amazing so she's one of them and what you could
0: tell her dawn is she's in the minority not many 21 year olds buy houses so this is good so she's starting early and and what we notice in this is kind of bracketed you got the old and the young on the bottom and the top the top and Mm -hmm. the bottom of this uh scale so um i'll let you continue but it's interesting to see these numbers
1: well i'll interrupt for a moment my son sitting here chad bought his first house how old were you chad
0: I think I was eighteen or nineteen. I don't remember. Is 18, 17. 17? Okay, well
1: seventeen underage. naked. So I was in, in the
0: uh, the smallest of percentiles. And <laughs> yeah. your daughter
2: just bought a condo, right? That's Isn't right. She like in college, nineteen or something.
0: She's uh, she was twenty two when she bought the place. Okay,
2: all right. Yeah. Well, so and that's the next group, the uh, Gen Y and the young millennials, twenty two to thirty, fourteen percent. So so you've moved out now. You're getting married so you're buying a house, right? Or you're you're married and, and, and then you go up to the older uh, Gen Y and Millennials, 31 to 40 years old, 23%, that's the second highest tier bracket. And so now you're married, you've got your house, but now you're having kids, so you need a bigger house. So these bigger house, you're moving up, um, so that's the 23%, 31 to 40 years old. The next tier bracket, Gen X, Uh, these are 41 to 55. Now these are usually lifestyle. You've got your kids, they're in junior high, they're in high school, they're buying, um, you know, so you're getting a bigger house because you're making more money now. So that's the next seven years that you are buying a house or selling house. Now we get into the young boomers, 55 to 56. These are the empty nesters. These are the people who are downsizing to buy a house, uh, maybe b- selling their house and getting a condo, something without a yard. Then the next, and that's 18% of the buyers of 2021 were young boomers, 56 to 65. Now And, we've and got, Dawn, it's interesting
0: ahead. because what happens is like one group become, you know, if you're selling and you're, you know, in this uh, boomers, this 56 to 65 group, and you're downsizing, you're probably going to be buying another property, and you're going to buy a different kind of property.
2: Right. And so
0: this is why this is important, um, because if you're selling a 5,500-square-foot 5, house, you're not going to have a Gen Z 21-year-old probably buy it. It's yeah. it's possible. <laughs> but a single person probably is not going to buy your house. It's probably going to be someone in that group moving up with the kids, and they need space.
2: Yeah. I'm talking with some people right now who are selling their giant house with their extra pool house in back, and uh, they're over in Aiken, and um, yeah, and they're downsizing, like this house is too big for us, we don't need a 3,500 square foot house anymore, so it's exactly like that, and they're in those young boomers, they're selling their house and downsizing, uh, so it's a nice circle, right? And the next one is the older boomer, 66 to 74. My aunt just bought a house. She, well, we helped her, right? My aunt, whose trust we're ever seeing, she just bought a place. She's in that area. She's in a 55 and over. Uh, retirement community and I was get this guys I was shocked to see how young all those people are I am always thinking 55 but then I was like wait I'm actually four months away from being able to qualify <laughs> to live in one of those places and no wonder those people are so young they're my age
0: right um, they're, they're happy too <laughs> yeah
2: exactly exactly yeah they're active the 55 is the new 40 so there it is anyway so those are the older boomers those are 66 to 74 years old 14%. That's still a huge number. And then the, what they're calling the silent generation, uh, 75 to 95, 5%. I mean, that's a, still a pretty large number of people over 75. Imagine this you're 75 and you just took out a 30 year mortgage. You think it might be a good idea? To talk with a lawyer and having that uh, house put into a trust so god forbid anything should happen to you before that 30 years mortgage is up um you know your house wouldn't have to go through probate it could transfer to your family really easily just right there so So these are these are good
0: things for anyone who owns a house but especially if you're in that older generation but this is why this is so interesting because any product you have, you need to kind of think through who is my likely target? Who, who would be the likely buyer? Because this is going to decide, determine what you let, do with your me, or how you market.
2: Yes, yes, yes. And I really want to expand on that because as as a licensed agent, right, and I know there are lots of other agents that listen to this, if you look at your database, look at the people you know, and those are the people you want to be talking to who just got married, who just had a baby, who's got kids who are graduating, and people are graduating right now. This is the season, right? Who's about to retire? Whose kids are going off to college? These are the people who are going to be buying and selling houses. So go talk with them and say, hey is there anything i can do to help you or do you know of anybody else that i could help that might be getting married having a baby you know and fill in the blank right there of that list we just went down that's your business right there go talk to those people
0: right so this is not rocket science it's just a matter of kind of examining where you're at what you have to offer what product you're putting out there, if you're selling, or if you're working with a buyer, you know, obviously you'll you'll know this hopefully when you talk to your folks, get the information, what are you looking for, what do you need, and so that's kind of what a great um, professional is going to do is is get your needs, get you Identify what you need. your needs, yeah. Yeah, so this is kind of um, how it works, and, you know, hopefully as we round out the show here, we've got about, I think a little less than a minute here, but... Um, this is why it's important to kind of look at the data. Obviously, if you want to look at it, that's fine. You don't have to. Let us do it. This is what we do. We call spend us. the time F- looking Where
2: do at <laughs> it. Where do they find us?
0: Okay, yes. Yeah, so Palmetto Real <laughs> or if you want to call us, 803-939-8562. And uh, we actually have a Idaho affiliate now, so you can even Ooh. move to Idaho.
2: You can move anywhere. We've that's got people right. all over the country. That's right. We have affiliates all over the country.
0: Well, that is true. So uh, think about these things as you're looking at the real estate market. Don't, let, don't get overwhelmed by what you hear. What you hear in the news, the, the voices fill in your head because they're selling something too. And they're not selling houses. They're selling fear. They're selling uh, you know, other things that you may not want to buy. So um, we'll come back next week. See you soon. PalmettoRealEstatePros.com. Yep.
2: Woo, thanks. Admit it, you've been woken out of a home improvement fever dream after an HGTV binge session and believed you could be a house flipper. Well, that dream is more realistic than you thought. Let the pros at the Palmetto Real Estate Group of SC guide you through the investment and rehab process. And let's make those dreams come true. Learn more at palmettoreg.com.